Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before the Lord, let us stand and affirm with the proclamation of the faith of our heart the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. So allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break all burden and sin that binds us. May this service be cursed as before, all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, selfishness, ignorance. Let it all depart from the tents of your holy people and stand, O Lord, on the place of your rest, you and the ark of your greatness. And may your saints be clothed in your salvation and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit, fill us with your Holy Spirit and allow us to find your holy countenance. We thank you that this service is presented by Apostolic Adia into your divine arms. We ask you to continue to lead it with your high and uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. May you be blessed. Please be seated. The place of scripture that we have gotten used to and have memorized, but we always turn to this word, and we honor it and express our honor towards this word. The book of the letter of Apostle Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the speed of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God into righteousness and holiness. I had paid attention to the prayer in the very beginning. Our pastor taught us, and Brother Daniel as well, he begins in his prayer, Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And in order for God to fill us with his Holy Spirit, we are called to desire. We're called to have in our hearts this desire. And you know, previously I thought that a desire is just a a state of coincidence. I desire, but I don't know what I desire. Turns out that desire is an expression of love toward God and obedience to God. And this is the result of certain reasons in which we begin to all of a sudden desire God. And of course, when we desire Him, then God fills us with His Holy Spirit according to our prayers, which those people who have been set by God pray and teach us how to pray. And God answers this kind of prayer. And He is ready today to also fill us with His Holy Spirit because we are upon His holy place. We have gathered here in His holy name. This place is glorified. 
and terrifying. When the holy people of God had a full comprehension of this place, they came to trembling. And a certain fear. And they said, well, I didn't know, I don't know that this place is there where God dwells. But now I do know, and I will build an altar to God. Therefore, when we come here, it is It is the place of God where God reveals Himself. We continually pay attention to three verbs in this place of Scripture. This is to set aside, renew, and clothe. And specifically to the third one, to be clothed, as is written in Isaiah chapter 61. Oh, greatly rejoice in the Lord, my soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation, he has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as their garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. For God to be able to do this in us, and to clothe us, and to show this righteousness and glory in the format of these garments, in the format of these ornaments, the ornaments of a bridegroom, the jewels of a bride, we are called to collaborate with God. And we constantly hear in every truth about how there's a certain price. We know that there is a price tag. This costs this much, that costs that much. And please... As it says, as they say in a good store where something is sold, they define what is this, what is this product, the purpose, how to use it, what goal it serves, and what purpose it serves. They say this is going to cost this much for you, and there's a certain result. What is going to be the result if you have this thing, this instrument, or this truth? And we have already heard about and studied six components of the price for the right to be clothed in the garments of righteousness and have stopped to study the seventh component of the price. To be clothed in the garments of righteousness in order to fulfill the justice of God because just God's just, His verity is His justice that is, ex, that is expressed. There is justification which we accept in the format of a seed. And this is not yet manifested. It is manifested deep within us. This word is hidden before God. But when it comes to fruit, it comes to power. And this word justification is revealed in justice. These are the garments of justice. And God's judgments are in such a way that He has given His judgments to His Son according to Scripture. And the Son says, I want to clothe you and make you judges 
to clothe you in the garments of justice and our desire to show this justice before God to show the righteousness of God on earth and God will do this he has promised and he has called the inexistent as existent knowing that in time there are going to be people present people that are going to desire to fulfill the will of God and when he sends his word through his messengers they will accept this word they will accept it as a treasure they with desire will accept it and they will carry it as a treasured value and then this word is going to be born in them and in, in a different image in the image of justice on earth that's why these saints together with the Lord are going to call the inexistent as existent which we do today we call the inexistent as existent and we continually proclaim and confess this truth and the day will come the day will come when through faith that leads to salvation this treasure that is hidden in the preached Word of God is going to be revealed as an inheritance and as a fruit of righteousness and God will demonstrate this righteousness and glory before all the people right now he has opened it up for us and for those that are perishing he has not revealed because the word about the cross for those that are perishing is the power of God for those that are perishing this is uh, foolishness it is something that can't be compatible with anything else in their heart people can accept this word in their heart and we say well how such a crystal such a strong and such an interesting product of this Word of God that is given and such power to us and why do some people say are you still listening to your pastor you know there's people that I come across that say this oh are you still listening do you still go to cell group services every single service you attend church yes specifically in this way we do but I'm, t I'm sad for you because you have lost this you have not seen the treasure and the riches you know when there is an investment that is made on the earth there was a company American online long ago we studied this in college that whoever placed a uh, very little in their time became so rich because there was an explosion the internet became available all of these websites became available and people begin to be rich having placed very little or having invested very little sometimes you think right now there's such opportunities present such capabilities and opportunities the time is dwindling away and to make this investment to make this capital to dedicate oneself to God and people they don't understand they don't react to it and this truth and righteousness can't be revealed in them but we are going to be immersed in this word with the goal of being filled with this word and being affirmed in this word we are talking about the price for being clothed 
and redemption that is yielded in the observance of the Pesach of the Lord according to the statute established by God. Each detail of the annual observance of Pesach, we have already gotten used to Pesach as, as we've been practicing this word. Sometimes we read translations, Pesach is like an... Um, Pesach is interpreted incorrectly at times. But Pastor had told us how, how this, what this word means. For some reason, it's difficult for me to say our Apostle. How is he ours? He is for us but he is God's. He's an apostle of Christ. Our Father, to say our Father is easy for me to say, but apostle, it's difficult for me to say. Perhaps our elders will correct me, but I want to say the apostle of Christ. This truth was poured out to the apostles of Christ. And each detail of the annual observance of Pesach had appointed to the legal right to exit out of Egypt, which had symbolized, symbolized the right to set aside the vain life, as well as the right to entry into the promised land, which symbolizes the right to partake to the inheritance of the saints and the light, as well as the legal right to know God in order to be perfected in the image of His Son in the process of us looking upon His virtue and our fellowship with one another. So this occurs through a certain process when we look upon the image and upon the virtue of the Son of God which He reveals to us and sometimes He says it clearly sometimes the Holy Spirit gives it to us in such a clear image when, it, when He says imitate me as I imitate Christ and again this is also revealed in the process of our fellowship with one another we see this perfection we receive the knowledge of truth in such a manner, we influence one another and we help one another. We care for one another because we are one. We are one body. We are one church. We are united. It's written so that your hearts united in love for all perfection and knowledge of the mysteries of Christ and God. Hearts united in love, showing brotherly love. We, in this manner, help one another to know the truth of God in the process of our fellowship with one another. And in the Pesach feast, there is a lot more that is contained in it. In the components that are contained in the Pesach feast that comprise the whole essence of our inheritance and all of our blessed faith in Christ Jesus, we gain these seven different things. Again, seven means fullness. There's a lot more contained in it. First, we receive protection from the anger of God with simultaneous to with the simultaneous fulfillment of the judgment of God over our enemies, that which is meant for us, God takes and pours out over our enemies. Why? Because we observe Pesach. Because we know this statute and we partake with the people of God in the observance of Pesach. This is unique. Second, we gain the organized and legal right to partake to the blood and body of the Lord in the face of the heavenly Jerusalem. We must have a righteous partaking, a correct partaking. 
in scripture it is written about how a person takes or there's a friend that approaches him and says how have you been found here there must be garments present how did you end up here without wedding garments this correct partaking to Pesek are the garments that we are given and we gain this in the Pesek feast observing this feast third we gain the opportunity to declare the death of the Lord so that in his resurrection we can triumph over death it turns out that in, in one in some moment sin triumphs over us triumphs over us it causes us to stumble we end up in dirt and then we gain the opportunity through the observance of Pesach to show victory a triumphant victory when we stand before God but death the old man is in a prison in a cage and this happens through the observance of Pesach fourth thanks to worthy partaking of Pesach we gain deliverance from slavery unto Egypt in the face of our soul we gain a certain dependence a victory over dependence on ourselves I don't know if I've mentioned this before or not but sometimes we become so dependent on ourselves that we become servants we can't not depend on ourselves sometimes this is revealed when we are in marital relationships I've gotten used to hide some kind of um, emissions of the flesh and then I got married and my wife was telling somebody and I was listening thinking interesting when I saw him from this angle all of a sudden in a moment this was a completely different person I didn't know him I thought who did I get married to but I knew that she sees me and I was very ashamed I behaved so poorly in this moment and I remember this moment it was a very painful moment for me and I couldn't do anything with myself I couldn't do anything with myself the flesh is manifested this carnal nature this state of servant uh, of being a slave to sin but I couldn't do anything but through the observance of Pesach we gain deliverance over this slavery we are not servants of the flesh to behave ourselves according to the flesh we behave according to the spirit and all of this is through the riches of observing Pesach we gain the right to be healed from illnesses and I enjoy to be test and I enjoy to testify about this and from a from a childhood age I was in the hospital f- for uh, usually in a medium range from 30 to 40 days throughout a year I was a very strong boy but I was a very sick boy I was sick a lot and not having been yet at this church I heard the word of our father my son accept my words for they are silver and this is going to be nourishment for your bones this is going to be healing for all of your body and I began to listen to the sermons to the Word of God and you know what I thought the more I'm going to listen the more healthier I will be and God gave to me according to my measure of faith we gain the right to be enriched in God you know a carnal person paints a kind of successful life um, but riches that we are referring to riches rich being rich is being poor in spirit this is known as true riches 
the desire for the faith of God, to be filled with the fullness of God. Someone that is poor in spirit desires of this, and he can't be enriched until he begins to observe Pesach according to the statute. Seventh, we gain the right to legally having the land in which flows milk and honey. This is a wonderful land, and there flows milk and honey. Milk is the pure milk of the Word, and honey is the revelation of God. And this occurs in a new man, and it begins to flow out. These riches of God begin to flow out. And we can, of course, continue to can continue this list, but pastor limits us. Because there is a certain format. We must know that in it is contained the fullness of God. There is a lot more contained. There is a great inheritance. There is all of heaven located in this revelation. But the most important that we pay attention to, through observance of Pesach, we gain final deliverance from slavery to sin and death in the body. And in the future, and this future is already almost becoming present, we receive final deliverance from the perishable body and from the mortal soul, which, thanks to worthy partaking of the Pesach Lamb, will be clothed in imperishability and immortality, and we will be raptured upon the morning star that has risen in the heaven of our spirit. But for these treasures to become a reality in our life, Scripture has imputed to us the need to fulfill Ten conditions, ten, con- ten different um, prices or conditions. I was, I went to the store, which I go to rarely. When we had guests, I came. We come to the store, we like something, and then we look at the price tag, and then we say, oh, I don't, I'm not agreeable to play this kind of price. But when we look at these riches, When we look at these riches, we say, I am ready to enter into slavery, but I must buy this. I must have this. And the Lord says, well, then you must become my servant. In this kind of servant, in such a way that you should choose, are you my servant or a servant of sin? And we say, Lord, I'm I'm up for anything. I'm a servant of righteousness. I will be a servant of righteousness. I am agreeable to any kind of debt to any kind of uh, anything, I want to gain these treasures so that it, it is the eternal treasure on my account and so that it is accessible to me. Because as we heard, in the future age, these riches are going to uncover unique opportunities for man. These good news of Christ, which a person had purchased, Having sold all that he had, he went and he purchased these riches for himself. And here are these 12, or rather 10 conditions in the 12th chapter of Exodus. First, the Pesach lamb had to be separated. Second, all leaven had to be removed from the home. Third, the blood had to be sprinkled on the door, post and lentil of the door. The lamb had to be baked in fire. Uh, one had to gird oneself with a sash. Sixth, one had to place shoes on his sandals on his feet. Seven, to take up a staff. Eight, to eat the lamb fully. Nine, to eat the lamb with breads and bitter herbs. And ten, to eat in haste. 
We have already together looked at nine conditions that highlight how we ought to prepare ourselves to the worthy partaking of Pesach, as well as how we should partake of the Lamb Himself. This means to eat Him fully, to not pick and choose, I like this. What the brother or what pastor told said in that service, I like this. But this other word, I don't like. We begin to choose, I like this part, I don't accept that part then we won't be able to see these imperishable riches. We either take it fully or take it none. Take it as nothing. We must love this word with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul. We love ourselves, this world, this life, and all of its, and all of its things. And Satan deceives the world. And Satan had also taken Jesus up to the pinnacle of the rock and had showed the kingdoms and its beauty. And he said, It is given to me, and whom I want to give to, I will give. And therefore I wanted to give to this person, that person. If you want, I can give all of this to you. Fully we know that we worship Him and it will be given to us by God. And the Lord has given us an image. He says, He said to any kind of trouble, it is written, worship the God alone and swear by His name, cling to Him, love Him with all of your heart, all of your soul and all of your strength. And He has answered for it is written in Scripture. Therefore, we turn constantly to Scripture. It had to be eaten with bitter herbs and leavened breads. And we looked at the final tenth condition. This is to partake of the Pesach lamb with haste. Exodus chapter 12, verse 11. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Do not set it aside, but be hasteful. But apart and are aside from literal haste, in order to not set aside, in order to not hurry, in Hebrew, haste has the following meanings. To take upon ourselves the yoke, to take up our cross, to endure suffering, to be clothed in the mantle of a disciple, to be clothed in the armor of light, to renew our thinking, to ponder upon the law of the Most High, to be clothed in the garments of righteousness, to stand watch of our fulfillment of the word of God, which we ought not to destroy, distort. This is what it means to eat in haste. Considering that eating of the Pesach was a lamb, this is a guarantee of the New Testament, which is symbolically comprised in the money eight. We decided to look at eight different components where we see the meaning of haste, although there are more than eight different definitions. The first definition of eating the Pesach of the Lord in haste means to ponder upon the contents of the Pesach feast, or rather though, with those, ponder over those truths which we fertilize ourselves with the word that we hear. If you will not eat of my flesh, and the flesh is the whole body, the whole teaching, the whole preached word 
not uh, not picking and choosing and not distorting it. And we have to fertilize ourselves with these truths, to trust these truths, to accept with the faith of the heart. In order to accept, we have to trust. We have to understand the source, who is speaking to us. We first define the source. And then, when uh, from this source flow words, and we trust them. And then when we trust them, there is fertilization. And then we say, let it be to me according to your word. And in doing so, we express our trust. And the fruit is produced. And this is then called a new life in us. But it is written, he who was born of her is of the Holy Spirit. It has already been born there. It, is, it will be grown as fruit when, the, when God shows His righteousness and glory. But inside, this life has already been born. We have accepted it and now we need to care for it, to protect it, to carry it, to protect this kind of life and to help it expand in us. And when we ponder upon the Word, when we surround the Word in such a manner, in doing so, we fulfill this Word. And this is the Word that comes from the mouth of God. This is not just the Word which we have heard from somewhere, because there are many words that have been stolen that come not from the mouth of God. And this isn't just the written Word of God, which has an important component which can't be overrated. But we are talking about the preached Word of God. When He preaches to us with the Holy Spirit, we accept this Word and we collaborate with this Word. We fertilize it. And then we fall in love with this Word because it becomes a part of us. It becomes a part of our life, a part of our fate. We receive the opportunity to love it and so forth. And then to ponder upon it and to care for it. The second meaning of eating the Pesach of the Lord in haste means to eat of or to hear the word of God in humility and contrition of the heart. We must break ourselves to undergo contrition, to destroy our the fleshly essence, and we all must destroy it, even though we are all different. And when we are not contrite, then we walk around with our own dignity and we walk around prideful and we re-verify everything. Where are we being led? Where are we going? But a contrite person, which the Lord will look upon, he has uh, undergone contrition himself. He has broken himself. He has broken himself through the word of God because God has revealed to him, this is my word. And if you are not contrite, then I will... Uh, despise you and a person that begins to humble his mind he begins to be vigilant over his lips and in this is revealed the hearing the word of God in human humility remember Gideon what pastor had mentioned one of these examples in either one or many of his sermons he had broken the vessel and when pastor teaches us as the anointed prophet and man of the Lord He says, look at me and do the same. 
I am going to break the vessel and you also break it. I am being contrived before God and you be contrived before God. And through this, the inside of a person becomes naked and there is a fire burning. Sometimes we think, well, if I am contrived, then what am I going to be like inside? But this fire, the sword of the Lord and Gideon and the barley wheat had already rolled and had already hit the tents and had destroyed all of this sinful and fleshly life. The Lord allows us to participate in His glory, in the glory that is called to be revealed. We must say, Lord, I want to be a partaker. I do not want to be found in shame. He says, you must submit yourself and be contrite before the Word of God. The third definition of eating the Pesach of the Lord in haste means to be vigilant and to stand guard of that which we ponder upon or through our listening to the Word of God, that no one may steal this Word. Because there's those that desire to steal it. Desire to steal it. The angels with great interest observe what God is doing in among His holy people. They, through this, themselves can know God. They find out of God, they learn of His works, that which is, He is doing right now, so that through the church this wisdom of God can be made known. It is rich, it is extended, and it is written, do not give place to the devil, because when we give place to the devil, someone will come up and approach us and say, what are these precious things? Let me steal them. An ordinary person, if he is going to have this treasure, he is going to come to power, he is going to become rich, and then he will deprive us of this power. I'll better steal right now. That's why we say, do not give place to the devil, but protect this word, and do not allow some kind of thought to defile, to defile this truth in us. The fourth definition of eating the Pesach of the Lord in haste means to cherish the time that is allowed for eating the Pesach. In other words, we must know and collaborate with God in the time necessary. And there the people had cried out to Pharaoh. The king of Egypt, he grew very dismayed as our mind. If we don't pay a price on time, and we don't do things on time, the time will come when all of a sudden we're going to discover ourselves. We're going to discover ourselves and find that our lamps are burning out. Why? We say, well, I was holy. I was a holy virgin. I was not defiled by sin. I kept myself safe from sin. But you do not cherish the time. The price must be paid in the necessary time. And when you hear the voice of the Lord, when we hear this voice of God, this is the time. Because God does not give more than we can handle. We constantly hear in that measure for, that it needs to be in. God prepares this word. He cares for it. Knowing how we might reproach this burden, this beauty of His, these riches. And He is preparing the Word of God and His wisdom in such a way so that we, because He is telling us about this, this means the time to accept has come and we will not set it aside.
I sometimes thought that I had missed out on a certain time that was important and I began to uh, come to pastor. He said, no, you didn't miss out. Do it right now. Do this right now. You have not missed out. Begin to pay the price. Just don't set it aside for tomorrow. If you hear that you need to collaborate, collaborate today. Accept it and proclaim it. Labor over it. And even if you have missed out on the necessary time, then we are found under the shadow of the wings and God is strong to return this time for us somehow and to restore us. Of course, we must turn to the Lord and search for His mercy. There is a certain time that we must not miss out on. You know, the Pesach feast we all remember, had to be taken for three days, uh, three to the 14th days of Abib or Nisan, and to hold it for three days, and then to have this Pesach feast. It says, if somebody was on the road, or someone was impure, impure in the fact, or unclean, when we don't pay the price on time, then we defile ourselves. We are in some kind of impurity and uncleanliness, and we aren't able to pay the price on time. Then God gave another chance the next month to do this, to fulfill this feast. He gave one chance. Everything according to the statute, but one month later. And if some kind of soul would be prideful over this, would turn with this precious preached word in such a way that they would not see the riches in it in order to pay this price on time, then that soul is going to be destroyed from among the from among God's people because this person has violated the time. So God isn't going to heal time for us forever. If God says once, if we don't we don't hear it, He'll say it twice. And then there will be pain in the bones or some kind of doubt. I missed out on the time, we might say. But if there is the angel mediator, one out of the thousand, we know, then there is the process of restoration. But saints, we are called to cherish the time. I'm speaking first and foremost to myself. I am learning. I am learning to cherish the time because I understand how precious this word is how quickly time is fading and fleeing, how quickly we're moving. And if we don't pay the price on time, all of a sudden you begin to be mixed up. I at one point begin to think, I'm completely lost. I feel like I'm completely lost. I'm, I'm, I stopped to understand the Word of God. And I, and I thought, I must hurry. I must dedicate myself more. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do it this way, this way, that way. I need to be more attentive. It says we will be attentive to what we hear so that we do not fall away. The reality of falling is present, of falling away. The fifth definition of eating the Pesach of the Lord in, in haste in Hebrew means to desire and to find pleasure, which is what we are doing today. When our saints who represent the delegated authority of God, when they pray, Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And the Lord hears and He answers this word. But we must desire and find joy. And this is a price in the subject of hearing the word of God in the king, about the kingdom of heaven. We are talking about the word of God today. 
Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. When will they be filled? The day, the holy day will come, we will be renewed, and then we will be filled. No. During time, we must be fulfilled. Because if we are not filled during the time, then in the future, we won't be filled. We will remain hungry forever. We need to right now be filled up, to be filled up so that we are completely filled. And the more we are filled, and we understand that we are filled, the more this desire increases for a new, new word. And God has created us in such a way. Psalms 143, verses 6 through 8. I spread out my hands to you, my soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Answer me speedily, O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. We are talking about haste. And David prays and says, Hear me soon. This is the moment of time, and it is important to pay attention to it. Answer me speedily, Lord, not when I enter into the kingdom of heaven. And you say, oh, finally he has come. But hear me soon. In time, hear me. Let's speak together. Allow me to hear your mercy early in the morning. There will be a time when it will be too late. We must come early. We must approach this mercy of God and to hear this mercy of God. The mercy of God is declared by the messengers of God. This We hear this mercy from their lips and then our bones begin to feel this mercy. Bone is the power of faith in the spiritual man. We all of a sudden begin to see that this faith is being strengthened it is becoming immovable strong but we first must hear it in the word of the messenger of god your sins are forgiven or go with peace be blessed do not be dismayed this is the word that we hear from the lips of god people who call themselves believers but who lack desire and thirst for righteousness which yields justice. Remember, Abraham had prayed, Heavenly Maker, will you not act justly? We pray for our children. There is a certain sphere over us, but if this will not reach my child show your mercy cover me and the lord is just he is a just leader he with our words when we pray according to the statute and truth through our intercession he collaborates with our words Those who lack haste 
will not have desire. The desire to collaborate with the justice of God is a kind of quality that clothed a person into the wisdom of God which God endowed him with and through which he can judge of God and his works. And now, we will provide some of the results of desire according to which we can judge and test ourselves if we are in the faith, or rather, do we partake of the basic lamb in haste or not? We understand with our heart that only those hearts that hunger and thirst will be filled. They will be filled with the mercy of God, with God's grace in time. And in this kind of a state, they will enter into eternity, having been satisfied people, satisfied by the mercy of God. And so we verify right away if we have this or not, the result. The result of partaking of the basic lamb in haste expressed in the desire of our heart to hear the word of God with the intention and readiness to immediately fulfill it is going to be expressed in a kind of communication, search for communication in our heart in which we had previously seen him in our in the sanctuary. Psalm 62, verses 2 through 5. O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Before God shows his glory in the sanctuary of our heart, we must see his glory in the sanctuary of his body, which represents God's chosen remnant. And for this goal it is necessary to have a partaking to the body of the Lord through knowledge of the truth that yields the mystery of Jerusalem on high, which is the law of the temple and the law of the sanctuary as a whole. We can't see this temple or understand its measurements until we become one with this temple. And Jerusalem on high is the mother to us all. To become one is to be born from this preached word. And through the knowledge of the truth, because a seal is a sign from God. It is a mark of the glory of God, and it occurs through our renewed mind. There we must have the seal of God. And we, dwelling in the truth of the word of God, and listening to it, we receive the seal. We had already looked at certain statutes of the temple and the images of Jerusalem on high in order to test ourselves for our partaking to this mystery. We are partakers of this mystery. Because we were born from this Jerusalem, we became one. In this mystery, the angels desired to penetrate. because they desire to see the Lord in the sanctuary of their heart, and they desire to see their partaking to His mystery. I will read in Revelation from Revelation chapter 21, verses 10 through 27. I apologize, my pages are 
are slightly in disorder here. Revelation chapter 21 verses 10 through 27. I will try to explain with my own words because I think I missed this page. We will read. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The wall had twelve foundations, and there were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb written. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square, its length is as great as its breadth, and he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs, its length, breadth, and height are equal. This served for a person as evidence as his perfection in Christ Jesus and on the other end it was the means of communication with God and man with God because Jasper had allowed God to hear man and allowed man to hear God and therefore this precious light in the heart of a person represented the mind of Christ finding its expression in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit giving the opportunity and authority to a person to penetrate into the depths of God's intentions and for God to penetrate the hidden intentions of man and to dwell in them. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Evidence of this is the fact that the wall of Jerusalem on high was made out of precious jasper stone. We remember that jasper is a stone on the as the first foundation of the wall of heavenly Jerusalem and on it was engraved the name of Apostle Peter which means to hear this light that is like Jasper and the wall that was built out of Jasper this tells us that a person must hear God and this happens through a certain maturity spiritual maturity I paid attention to this jasper that's like crystal. Any kind of crystal is a mineral. Jasper is a precious stone, a mineral, and it grows. In other words, we are called to grow this in ourselves and to grow in the fullness of God or to become one with this Jerusalem or to see Him and to reveal Him in our life. When the Lord opens to us 
the measurements of the temple, the order of the kingdom of God, and a certain structure. There is a strict order that is contained. And this order is not an order of dem democracy. This is a theocratical order. So in this is uh, the makeup of God, the building of God. And if a person doesn't have in his essence and his knowledge before God and his walk before God, this kind of order, he is not going to be able to become a partaker of this Jerusalem and won't be able to grow it in himself. Abraham saw this Jerusalem. He saw this day and he rejoiced. And we are called to see this. perhaps with something else taken from my printer but I see everything in um, different areas but I will try to remember from memory I apologize this was a technical difficulty I will try to remember by memory I wanted to mention that the gates of this Jerusalem will not be locked up day or night there will not be night day and day they will not be locked up I looking upon this image the image of the opening of the pearly gates in relation to a person's heart is a result of being clothed in the armor of light to be a lamp in the house of God's nation and a city set on a hill for kings and people who do not know God. Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 through 16 You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And a city set on a hill is Jerusalem nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven so my testimony with regard to the opening openness of these gates well, I for a certain time having befriended a person you begin to accept him very dearly and you begin to open up your gates to him, right? But all of a sudden he leaves church. This kind of uh, sheep that was lost that just left, I don't like it here, I'm going to move away. And you know, the heart just explodes within. You've loved this person, you became close to him, you shared with him everything in common. And then all of a sudden he leaves. And at one time, 
I began to place myself in such a position that I thought I am not going to become so open to open up these gates and to accept people so closely. I'm just going to hold them to a distance of a hand's length because then there is such a pain and there is such a separation that occurs, some separation, division, and this brings pain. But reading this definition, I've thought for myself, I need to correct myself. I need to be a person whose gates, early gates, there are sufferings that happen. Yes, they have already suffered because they are per, they are pearly gates. The word that we hear, we accept it in our heart. And it for our essence, for our essence is foreign at first. And when Jesus prays and he says, I have given to them your word and I have despised their world. So when we accept the word of God, it's resists our what is inside our essence itself not just those that surround us but our essence begins to feel this pain and suffering from this word but we have accepted it it becomes alive in us and then we need to behave ourselves and transform ourselves into the image of this jerusalem the life is made in such a way that this jerusalem is from god it says that i have seen this city that came from God, from heaven. It has the glory of God, and everything here on earth is earthly. And it just seems foreign to this earth, and there is this, and we begin to surround this word of God, circle it, and then these pearly gates are created. But we need to lock them. We need to be a person with an open heart. If a person is not familiar with the definitions that yield the perfection of his heavenly Father, how to be a light and reign for the just and on the unjust, then he will likely be not not be able to have, or he likely does not have the desire to be a cloud and to be light. That pours out the justice of God. And consequently, he never will be able to eat of the Pesach lamb in haste, because of which each time, having partaken of the supper of the Lord, he will eat it in condemnation. And let this not be with us. Job chapter 37, verses 11 through 14. Also with moisture he saturates his thick clouds. He scatters his bright clouds. And they swirl about, being turned by his guidance, that they may do whatever he commands them on the face of the whole earth. He causes it to come, whether for correction, or for his land, or for mercy. Listen and heed to the work, words of the Lord. Listen and heed. Heed means to stop, means to stop and look. Listen to these words and observe them. You know, considering this technical difficult, I think I will stop here. I won't be able to read further. I see that... I've done something incorrectly, I made an error. But we are going to utilize this opportunity in order to pray before God. We will bow down in prayer before God and pray 
so that God allows us to see the glory of this Jerusalem in our hearts and to grow it to demonstrate the glory of this Jerusalem and considering this crystal jasper out of which everything was built and the water that flows that is clear as crystal crystal is that which grows in time we sing a song I noticed right now Jerusalem which comes down from heaven we sing this in Ukrainian the thing is is that it must come from our heart we must see it we must grow it we are called to coincide with its measurements and dimensions therefore we will pray and we have this kind of prayer goal for us to be able to transform into this image of Jerusalem and for God to give us this mercy amen let us pray Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your mercy, for your truth. We thank you for this holy place. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for life in your body of Christ. And through partaking of the Pesach Lamb, we are able to have this life in ourselves. We are able to become partakers of this root, this city, Jerusalem, to eat of this and to be transformed into the image of this glory and to acknowledge these dimensions of new Jerusalem, to gain them, in our spiritual man that when you come and verify and measure these measurements of the temple with your read that you can discover that we are like Elijah who had said I am your servant and have done everything according to your word that your holy fire could descend onto the sacrifice. So the fact that we have built ourselves so that you can live so that this is a tabernacle of God, a place of meeting, a place of communication, and a place of your eternal dwelling. Let us heed to the word that we hear so that we do not fall away, that we do not build something with our own fleshly mind, that which you do not favor. Therefore, allow me to tremble before your preached word. Teach and instruct for you teach and instruct with your word through your messengers 
desiring to present every person as perfect in Christ Jesus, in the wisdom of God, through the knowledge of your mysteries, the knowledge of the mysteries of Christ and God in this heavenly Jerusalem. And we pray, Father, that you do not hide your dimensions from your servants, but speak your word. We desire to hear your revelation. We thank you that you correct us. Your word is pure. And we rejoice in this word as those who have received great reward. We thank you for this great reward and for the opportunity to gather with you, Lord. Because when we dwell in the word of your messengers, when we serve with what we have for the kingdom of heaven, when we consider those who labor in your word, in your teaching, we are able to have a great reward. When we are persecuted and humiliated, that we have been made sheep, we will rejoice, Lord, before you. For great is our reward in heaven. We rejoice that you have made us the sheep of our Father, the Shepherd. And we rejoice of this portion and this mercy. to humble our thinking before your preached word and to receive comfort in that word which you teach us. We thank you that this word that teaches lifting us up You also, Lord, balance our earth. You have said, let all the crooked ways be made straight. May every evil thing depart from our heart and every disobedience. We thank you for this great portion. to be your disciples. You teach us your wisdom, your maturity. You uncover for us the laws of your body, how to act according to your commandments. May your mercy be upon all those who listen to your word, who hear this word, and 
who demonstrate obedience to this word. May your mercy arise over all those who submit themselves in your order. Desiring your judgments. Desiring and understanding the knowledge of your definitions. We pray for all those who suffer from some kind of illness and we pray for our pastor. May he be fully restored before your countenance. And may the power of life and victory be in his body that he may be upon this place and represent your glory and your revelation for the hearts that desire we rejoice that you continue to teach us and instruct us you remove from our life all uncleanliness and you light your lamp and we collaborate in this with you showing obedience to you accepting and dwelling in that word that we hear through which you affirm us we pray for the upcoming services on Friday and on Sunday may your glory and the might of your word and your teaching be revealed for your saints and may we be made filled with victory through this word over all uncleanliness over all of that which does not coincide with the parameters of your holiness you continue to sanctify us with your truth and allow us to keep this sanctification before you allow us to pray and to not be weary and to wait for your day when you will come to be glorified in your saints Help us to be ready for all time to carry this day in us, to carry this glory that we have accepted. We thank you that you have given the promise that at the door of our hope you will return to us our vineyards that were previously lost in the valley of Achor. And may your resurrection And we thank you that you have given this promise in our hearts and you have sent us this promise that we have accepted which we grow which we surround which we talk about before your countenance in which we proclaim calling the inexistent as existent that you may reveal your glory and your victory
Worthy is the Lamb who has been pierced to accept all honor, glory, and thanksgiving. For you have redeemed us by your blood and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we are going to reign on the earth. And we thank you that we are your heritage. We are born from your spirit. Allow us to demonstrate victory and triumph over all works of the flesh. Allow us to triumph in Christ Jesus over the enemy. May your glory be revealed and may your power be revealed according to your ancient promise. We will prepare ourselves to the upcoming services when we are going to hear your word which we know which we are affirming we have already accepted it Lord but we must be affirmed in this word that you can demonstrate your victory we thank you for this wonderful time in which we can fix our lamps in which we can prepare ourselves to meet with you we will cherish this time we will use this time in order to demonstrate our dedication to you our love our attachment the attachment of our heart to you And we will wait for when you will come in your power and in your glory. May we be blameless in love and clothed in the garments that we may not walk naked and so that and therefore we worship before your name and we thank you for your mercy, Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we will conclude with our manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory in unblemished joy. To God, our Savior, who alone is wise, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.